Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And as promised, we have... I don't think I said your name last week, but you I said did not. I said uh, that I wanted to have a conversation with somebody, and that's you. That's you're, you're the somebody. Welcome. I'm here. This is Christy, <laughs> Christy Ford. Unless you don't want me to use your last name you're or your right. full name, <laughs> K Ford. We'll go with that. Or Christy F. <laughs> <laughs> we might have ruined it at this point, but we're uh, good. <laughs> too late. Oh well. So Christy and I go way back. How long have we known each other? Um, twenty. 21 years, somewhere in there. It's got to be in the decades. Yeah. So you moved into the Fishers area back when I was young. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) A lot less gray hair back then. (laughs) Oh, for all of us. So where'd you you move from at Um, that point? We moved from Kansas City. Okay. So yeah, we were actually born and raised in Kansas City, um, lived there for the majority of my life at that point. Now I've lived here for the majority of my right. life. Um, so we moved here just for a job and then, you know, ended Very up. cool. I thought just a few years and... And it's been a few. It's been a few more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's cool. And you live now, you're in the Crossroads Ward, right? Yes. And a wonderful ward. I love that ward. It's an amazing ward. It's an inner city ward, very, very different from the Fishers Ward where we met and i'm still a member of i still live in the same house but it's the third different ward that i've been in in the same yeah. in that same place but um the reason i wanted to have christiane was because she had a, we were talking one time uh, about the way that she studies scriptures and it was so interesting to me and so i wanted to talk a little bit about it and i printed off you sent me a couple um uh of the the deep dives that you've done. And so um, go ahead and explain what you do and how it came about, and I'll probably have questions along the way, and then maybe we'll talk about a couple of the insights that you've gotten as you've studied these uh, some of these words. Well, so we can back up to the COVID days of, you know, isolation and that fun stuff. And yeah. I decided early on that it was not going to become a negative thing in my life. I was like, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to, we're going to move forward in a very productive way. And so one of the things I decided was I'm kind of curious like this. Mm -hmm. And so I came across the word hearken and I just thought. Now, by the way, hearken, if you break it up, it says here, Ken. (laughs) Put that out there. I should add that to my page. (laughs) Well, so Harkin came across and I I just, I thought to myself, what does that really mean? Um, you know, Harkin, of course, we want to hear or whatever. And then I just thought, what does that really, really mean? Like, what is the Lord trying to get across here? What is Heavenly Father trying to tell us when he says Harkin? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of started just jotting some things down on a page and I use GoodNotes and my iPad and that's where I do the majority of these things. And, um, and, and I kind of just studied that word and I spent probably two weeks, really, the first word doing that, just really looking into it and going, what what it, what encompasses this word? And where does, you know, where am I going with this? When I hear that word, when it comes across in a scripture, mm-hmm. what should I hear? So what are you looking at other like cross-references? And uh, I look at everything. So this is an interesting thing. I started with the definition and um, I, you know, put the word on the page and just put the definition underneath it going, okay, here's the definition of this word, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, what are the other words that are related to this word? Hmm. What else could it kind of mean or where could it like, you know, morph to, to some degree? And so I put those all the way around the page everywhere. And, um, and I still kind of follow the same pattern. Uh Um, and then I looked up a bunch of scriptures that kind of went with it. And, you know, anything that really kind of hit home, I put that on there. 
And then I looked up quotes and I looked up general authority quotes and that kind of thing. And then I thought, what does the world say this means? You know, because sometimes the world uses a word in a maybe a different way or maybe in a um in a more insightful way. Yeah. Um, and lots of good is out in the world. And so I went out and started looking for quotes. Um Pinterest is an amazing place for that. I bet. <laughs> and so is Google. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, went and looked up all these different quotes. And then as anything struck me or felt, you know, that it was right, I would add it to the page. I would just, you know, snapshot it and put it on the page. Mm. And um, and then I come up with this whole kind of rounded view of what this word means. And it's been it's been a very insightful study. Um, as I've done just shy of a hundred words at this point. Wow. And I try to stay away from the, I, I haven't really done things like faith. Okay. I, I try to stay away from words that have been well established. Yeah. Um, but I, I find those words that are just there that you may almost skip right over and then suddenly these things come to life. Yeah. And I found some incredible insights into what these things could mean or how they could you know, be portrayed in our lives mm-hmm. if we apply them. And so it's kind of become my word of the week. So I take about a week and I study a word. And sometimes it lasts a little longer, sometimes not so much. Sometimes if it's lasting too long, I go to another word and come back. <laughs> Have but, you ever gotten stuck on a word and decided to come back to it or to oh, yeah. skip it all together? Oh, yeah. No, I have never skipped a word, but okay. it's there have been times where I'll have a word sitting on a page and I'm five words past that word uh, and still looking back at it going, what in the world am I missing here? I feel like I'm missing something. And then eventually I get there, and which is kind of fun to have that kind of uh, relationship too with the spirit to have all of them are very inspired. That has been the interesting thing. It's yeah. at the end of the study, I've everyone I look back and I'm like, wow, I learned that there. And and I could tell you, I was flipping through last night, kind of preparing to talk a little bit about this. And I thought, how funny. Every single word as I flipped through it and looked and was like, you know, oh, oh yeah, there's that. Oh, oh yeah. And I remember it's got a distinct moment for me where it brought something to my life. Yeah. And so very powerful um, interaction with the spirit to testify, like, don't forget this. That's cool. So I think, what was the word, was the word that we started talking about, was that seek? You sent me two. It was seek. Seek. Okay. Yeah. So, and the other one was fire. Oh, fire. Um, oh, fire. What a great word. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Seek was an awesome word too. So um, is there another word you want to talk about or you want to talk? We can, I just want to kind of share some, some of the things that you have on these, on these pages, both Seek and Fire are amazing. They're, I mean, they're all like that. That was the problem I had last yeah. night as I was going through. I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, if I were to highlight one word that was really just a powerful word to me that just stood out above the rest. I was like, well, seek for one. Mm-hmm. Fire was another one. Um, doubt was one. Okay. Um, and then time. Those those oh. four really just like, I don't know. And you wouldn't think that would be that big of a deal. You're like, right. time, time's time, you know? But, oh, wow. Powerful stuff there. So because I have seek on the top of my little- Yeah, yeah. I've got two, it up on my- Two paper stack <laughs> here. <laughs> so do you remember what it was, what, what passage- hit you and you thought, I want to dig into seek? Um, Because hmm. I think we think about remember. there's the uh, seek and you shall find um, scripture that comes up. Um, so was it that or was it, there it, something else? No, I think it was that. I think it was actually, I'll be really honest. I think it was not in the scriptures at all okay. that originally started the seek thought for me. I think um, I was um, doing a painting class Mm -hmm. for a Relief Society activity. And I came across um, Van Gogh, or Van Gogh, however you pronounce that, whether you're European or or American. And um, he says, I am seeking, I am striving, I am in it with all my heart. And I just, it just powerfully hit me. I was like, wow, I love that. And this painter, this world, you know, famous painter who, um, I just thought, oh, and then I thought seek, you know? And I was like, that's a good word. Yeah. And the scripture came to mind, of course, you know, ask and 
and you shall find, seek, and whatever. And I'm not, I'm butchering that. Um, and, <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> um, and, and, and so I started my study from there. And what a powerful thing that came to be. Yeah, because you've got, you've got quotes in here. You've got a, a pattern. Since you have it up, um, yeah, the, yeah. The, there's a large block here where you talk about patterns. And I love patterns in the scriptures, patterns that I think... Um, they're instructive in a lot of ways. Um, talk a little bit about the pattern that you found as you as you dug into the word seek. Well, this was the big revelation for me. I had always, I mean, and, and let me let me read the scripture so yeah. I don't butcher it again. Um, he says, "Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth." And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. That's kind of where I started with this. Mm -hmm. And as I looked around and studied this a little bit further, I came across um, Luke um, 11. And that's really where the pondering, the the inspiration kind of came from. Because um, he says, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Luke's clarifying what you get when you ask. Yeah, He's saying, look, the spirit is what you get when you ask. And uh, so I, as I started pondering this and looking for answers and studying this, this concept of seeking after asking, um, I got to this point where I was like, well, you go and you ask a question, you ask him with sincerity. Mm-hmm. You ask him searching for his answer. Yeah. You're going to get the spirit to testify to you the thing you need to do, right? The 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 process to move forward. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is you have to start seeking. The answers are there. Yeah. Um again, where I found it was in Luke and, and you know. And so as you search for these answers, this concept of study and ponder and and pray about these things um it kind of offers the opportunity to be invested in what it is you're asking about. It's yeah. not a fleet of, you know, fleeting thing. That's I'm just curious. Yeah. I think. Um, or not even, I mean, curiosity is still going to create some kind of search, right? Yeah. If you're truly curious about it, but it's not just like a, oh, you know, yeah. by the way, that thought crossed my mind a moment and there was gone again. And I don't really care. It's this, you, you have some investment into it. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what seeking really is, is that investment into the thing that you're pondering or questioning. Um, and then following that, um, you know, the final step to receive additional heavenly knowledge, um, Doors will be opened. Experiences will happen. These things will start testifying to you that this is the truth, that you are on the right path. And I think I've always thought of ask, seek, and knock being the same thing. Oh, yeah. And instead, what I found is this is a stepping stone pattern. First you ask, then you seek, and then as you knock... He will open those doors to you. And those things become testimony. Those things become truth to you. Mm-hmm. Because you not only went back and asked the question at one point, you just didn't know, right? Right. But you've now studied it. You've pondered it. You've prayed about it. And you have the experience to back it up now. Um, those things that he has shown you in your life by experience in various ways. And and that's going to be different for everybody. I yeah. mean, um, I know you had talked about certainty last week. Yeah. And, and um, I was thinking about that and I was like, well, you know, Laman and Lemuel could never deny there were angels. That's true. They certainly knew it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but by experience. And so this concept falls right into that. You know, they didn't ask for it. It was Nephi really going, help. <laughs> and, um, you know, I can't imagine the prayers of his heart at that moment. Yeah. And then, you know, he had already done the seeking. He had already done those things. So the Lord could open those doors to him um, as he knocked and asked for them. So I think it was it's a pretty profound thing. And yet, yeah. Laman and Lemuel experienced the similar things. And similar things, regardless the, of their search. On your on your page, I love the quote from Sister Jackie Lane Jack. Is that who that is? 
Um, you just have a, a sister. Oh, cat. yes. Yes, that is who that is. Seeking implies so much more than merely looking. Seek means energy, direction, passion, purpose. And that I think is, um, I think that fits with the pattern that, but the, also with that, with that scripture, um, it doesn't leave anything up for chance. Ask and you will receive. Seek and ye shall find. Yes. Knock and it will be opened unto you. It doesn't always say that it's going to happen immediately. <laughs> Sometimes it, there's a process. Yes. But I love the idea that with some of that energy, you will get results. And the thing that's interesting to me is sometimes the results come, just like as you've been digging into some of these words, the results come and because of that energy, the the answers are so much more meaningful than if it was just something that was maybe casually come across. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. You know, when I say it wasn't something that was just fleeting, it was, it's not casual at all. This is something you truly desire. Mm -hmm. And I think the Lord's always willing to bless you with those things. Now, maybe not in our timeline. <laughs> right. <laughs> but He does bring them to us and in the right time. As I think sometimes we ask these questions well before we're ready to receive yeah. whatever the answer may be. And that's okay. It gives us time to kind of sit in it mm -hmm. and um, experience life and keep searching and keep seeking. Yeah. And as we do so, we grow in that process to, until we are ready to receive whatever it is. And that's when those doors are opened. Yeah. And I think with some of that energy, some of that effort, it it makes the answer more meaningful. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's really like, at the end of the day, I, if you see at the top, there's a, what motivates you to seek Jesus? Yes. And that was the question that really I came back to at the end. What is your motivation behind it? And I think we're seeing a lot of, um, a lot of people in the world really struggling um, as they seek Jesus in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where is your motivation? Are you there to find fault with him? Are you there yeah. intentionally to to discredit or to search out the negative? Or are you there to seek the spirit? Are you there to really have the confirmation that you're searching for? And I think that's a motivational problem, you know, sitting behind what we're doing. Um, yeah. Trust me, there's all sorts of, you know, different opinions of things but um, I think at the end of the day, what motivates you will help you to see either with spiritual eyes or not. Yeah. And um, that it's a powerful thing. Like I said, this was, this was a, a very big revelation to me to, to realize the pattern versus, you know, they're all the same thing. Well, and I think also that uh, back to the motivation, if you have one of the things that I've that I've experienced is um, there's, and I'm just going to call it a refining. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know that it implies what I am hoping that it implies. But as as my motivation aligns with what it should be, quote unquote, um, I think the the things that I find, the things that are opened up to me, the understanding that I gain. Um, changes. I think there are layers of meaning in, oh, yeah. in words, in scriptures, in, uh, in experiences as well. And just like as Jesus taught in parables, as people understood or as people were prepared, as they had become refined to the point where they could understand what he really needed them to um, know and become, that refining opened up new understanding to them. And I, and I see that, and I see that with, um, with this as well, that, that the experience that you have, um, part of it is, I think, motivation. Part of it is because of, um, you're the one who's doing the, the, um, the research and the investigations. Um, it's, I would think that it's a much deeper experience for you than if you had just, if you had stumbled across this page on Pinterest, for example, <laughs> um, I think you'd look at it and say, yeah, 
that's that's good. But I would imagine that you have a much deeper connect, connectedness of experience. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that it goes to the the knock concept um, in that regard. It's because I have sat down and because I have studied it in the way that I have, I have had those doors open to me. Yeah. I have experienced it in a very different way sometimes. And um, I share these with a group of people. There's probably 15 to 20 people that I share these with on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um and it's interesting. Some of them are like, thanks, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's okay. Um, and some of them are like, whoa, this made me go look up this and this and this. And did yeah. you know about this and this quote? And, and I get all sorts of feedback where they have taken oh. the thing that I have shared with them that I have studied and expounded on it. Um, those things they have experienced in a very different way. And so I think it, it could go either way, depending yeah. on what you do with it. Yeah. Um, where are you in your seeking? Yeah. Are you in that casual curiosity? Yeah, I read it. This is nice. Thank you. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Anything else on Seek that stuck out for you? Um, No, but I do think there's a quote on here that really says something, and it is by Rumi. And um, I told you, I kind of pick things from, you know, I I found that the world has a lot of truth in it. And Rumi says, you show your worth by what you seek. Oh, I love that. And that is a that is like a, man, if you're seeking the wrong things, that probably hit pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you're you're seeking the right things, I think you have that moment where you're like, I, I'm at least going in the right direction. And, yeah. and what a confirmation that, you know, that is one way or the other. And I love that quote. So anyway, it was just something I wanted to point out that it was just kind of one of those things that really made me realize like one there's a lot of truth in the world and two we are defined by what we seek after um and i think you know the there's scriptures to back that up with um seek ye first the kingdom of god right um and and you know as we that i don't know that just it was really profound before we stepped off i thought that would be just something to share that you know take some time to step back and ask yourself that question you are defined by it yeah Therefore, what are you seeking? So, and I think I think really that speaks to our, the values. It's easy to say that uh, I value my family, or I value my relationship with God, or I value my whatever it is. Yeah. But if you're seeking things that are outside of that, or things that contradict that, then absolutely your your uh, values are absolutely demonstrated by where you spend your time, by what you seek. Hundred percent. Yes. Which is, you know, can be harsh. Yes. If you're not, that could be a harsh realization right <laughs> there. <laughs> so um, the other one I have is fire, but you also mentioned time. I'm really time. curious about, about what you learned about time and where that came up and how that, um, <laughs> how that happened. Well, this is a great story, honestly. Time is uh, my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I showed up late today. <laughs> Like a minute. It was not a big deal. <laughs> um, so I am married to a guy who just thinks time is everything. <laughs> and um, I love Jeff. I, he's great. I love him to death. Um, I actually love him beyond death. But um, but he is he thinks that if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Yeah. And my version of on time is literally on time as in the definitive (laughs) moment as to when I said I would be there. Um, And I I feel like I have a lot to pack into my days, you know, so I don't have time to have 15 minutes leeway. Um, And, and so we have a good, we have a good jesting about this constantly about my lack of ability to be quote unquote on time according to him (laughs) and um, how important time really is. And, and so I was, um, actually heading to a trade show with my coworker and we were driving in a van and there's, you know, we're all in the van. There's, I think there was five of us in the van and we're talking and, and we got on this subject somehow of time. And he, he kind of looks at me and says, time is your greatest commodity. It's the only commodity you really have in life. And I just thought, wow, you know, um, I had never really like, processed it that way. And so um, as I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a study on time. And yeah, 
that one put me right back <laughs> in my place. <laughs> so I Careful still, what you study. yeah, I still lack the ability <laughs> to be on time, but I will tell you that I have a much deeper respect for the time hmm. that I've been given and what I do with my time and not wasting other people's time. So right. I was a few minutes late. I did email you. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm running late. Um, I'll get the email later. Sure. <laughs> so it was, it was a profound study and I started off and I, and you guys can't see these, but they're um, they are very decorative um, in the sense that, and I'll show it to you, like time has a little cute Ooh, clock like on it. Yes. Um, and I started off with the concept of, and it came to pass. Mm -hmm. I thought, what an interesting thing, because that measures a period of time yeah. and it came to pass. And we see that so much in the scriptures. Yeah. And and I think, again, a gloss over moment, right? Yeah. it's There's a block of words I don't have to read every time because... Exactly. But yet, this is a time. They're, they're defining a space in time that yeah. that this thing happened. And I, I thought, wow, that's really it, isn't it? Like, I'm going to define for you this moment. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, I have... All sorts of fun words running around here. Um, since you don't have access to this, I'll I'll try to help you out here a little bit. <laughs> but just to walk you through the page, kind of what I did was, you know, I've got a clock, and instead of having numbers on it, it just says time around the circle, <laughs> time, 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 um, and then it has, and it came to pass in the middle of it, um, and then uh, you know, around the outside, I put words that kind of relate to time, uh -huh. um, and so that was a season, age, occasion proving, um, duration, period, specified, schedule, appointed, not good at the schedule thing, um, celestial, destiny, testing, consecrate, last, and then days. And those were meant to be two separate things. Yeah. Um, mortality, eternity, beginning, ending, a sphere, um, the future, frequently set, meridian, measured, condition, space, past, present, and progress. And those words just kind of surround the page. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting to me is some of those words I would not have necessarily associated with time, right. like celestial. <laughs> and um, it, I think that gets me thinking about things a little bit differently than yes. if I had just not considered the fact that there's a connection with time. Yeah. Be careful what you study. I know. <laughs> There's my warning to I'm everybody. I'm still hung up on seeking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, they. It, it's interesting as you start to ponder a specific word, its meaning, what it's uh -huh. connected to, um, how those connections start to happen, and suddenly your mind expands a little bit to, oh, wow, that that also is related to time. Yeah. Um, and, and for me... I think it, it related in two different ways when it comes to the word celestial. Mm -hmm. um, one, our time here and what we're doing with it. And two, that time in the future. Yeah. Um, very different things. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I loved this quote. <laughs> it's it's uh, um, in Doctrine and Covenants. He says, thy days are known. And I'm like, <laughs> That's a... And I just had two different ways of thinking about that flash in my in my mind. That number one, and I don't remember the context whether that's that's Joseph Smith and his and his challenges, but um, it's a reassurance that your time on Earth is not going to be cut short. Yes, because of Anything. other people's actions or whatever else. Yes, but it also is um, another way that that it just kind of occurred to me is that what I do with my days, God knows us so intimately that he knows our days. Yeah. And if what we're doing with our days is not consistent with what we think <laughs> we want God to know about us, then it goes back to seeking that. Are we putting energy in the right places? Right. It's, uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, here's the point, and to be really honest, this is a scripture coming from Doctrine and Covenants 122. Um, Joseph Smith is in Liberty Jail. I am sure there was lots of time 
to sit and ponder, yes, um, to pray and all of those other things. And it was not a pleasant experience for mm-hmm. them. Um, and and outside, I think the more unpleasantness for them was on the outside. He is stressed. Mm-hmm. His family is going through serious trials. Houses are being burned. Um, you know, people are being tortured, basically. Um, and you know, he's he's struggling because he can't help the saint. He's stuck yeah. in this jail. Yeah. And um, I, I love, I love the 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 comfort it gives you. In one sense, you know, thy days are known. Yeah. Like, you don't need to worry about this. Like, it'll all work itself out. And I have a, I actually have kind of a saying that's like, <laughs> well, everything works out in the end. Yep. If it hasn't worked out yet, it is not yet the <laughs> end. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but I, I, he goes on, he says, and thy years shall not be numbered less. Therefore, fear not what man can do. And and I think he's talking to his heart right there. He's not yeah. worried about himself. He's worried about what's going on outside. Right. Um, he said, "For God shall be with you forever and ever." And I just ah, oh, like such like oh, profound. Yes. He's like, "Don't worry, I've got your back." Yeah. He's like, even when it all seems like it's going completely wrong in every way, shape, or form, constantly, it's okay. I'm right here, and I I just ah, oh. and that just says what God does with his time. Yeah. Well, and, and and it's so interesting. We have, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the God complex, or I was talking about, um, I've been putting together some thoughts for a, a digital fireside. Maybe it was that, I don't remember. But we <laughs> we tend to think that we're, we're a little bit egocentric, that we're the ones who have the best idea of how things should work out in the end and when the end is. And, um, <laughs> right how um yeah how everything should play out and and when we pull back and look at from a from a different perspective we were talking before we started recording about pulling back and having this kind of a, a more global or more celestial more uh, eternal perspective um things do work out they work out the way they're supposed to work out and sometimes we don't see it yet sometimes we disagree with it for now, but, um, it's, I think that's, it's really interesting to think about that, that we were, um, it's like what we talked about with the net over the last couple of weeks and the, um, that our bodies are imperfect and, but we think that they should be perfect right now and <laughs> how much grief that, that gives us right now. And this study of time, I think, even just a couple of minutes we've been talking about it, really kind of opens up my my way of thinking about that I have 100, 100%, that might be a little bit of a stretch sometimes, but I have a great deal of, of control over how I spend my time and what I focus on and, and what happens with that builds my character, maybe, but it beyond that i don't have a whole lot of control of over what other people do and how things end up playing out in the end and when the end happens and stuff like that and and um i think if we and i should really should make this about me <laughs> not about you but if if no, if i, I think it. about if i think about what my um my personal growth can be with the resources that I have, that I have access to, um, and just do the best that I can with the the time, with the resources, with the um, brain power, with the support systems that I have. The, the idea that it, it's all that my years are not numbered less, and that um, my days are known. That really is a, um, I think. I think that's a really comforting thought. I, and just a, a gentle reminder that stay on the right track. <laughs> yeah. It also, you know, um, it, it makes you recognize that, you know, what, I, I think it, it puts priority into your life as to what it is you are doing with your time. True. Like, as you're pondering this, I can hear you almost going, 
I may be wasting some time. I need to be. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely am. I know I am. And I I catch myself after this, you know, it was something that I could have let go really easily before. And after I studied time, I was like, I don't have that kind of luxury in my life to waste moments that could be utilized to help someone or to study something or to feel the spirit or to be at the temple, you know, or to whatever it may be in my life. And it changes, it changes action. If you look at time in a very different way, um, so, you know, this morning I got up and I was like, I woke up, let's put it that way. And I'm not, I'm not a super, you know, get out of bed. I'm kind of a slow riser kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I got up and I was like, I am on a time limit this morning. I have a destination to be at a specific time mm-hmm. this morning. And I was like, I need to work out. I need to eat. I need to read my scriptures. I need to do all these things. And, and, um, I, there was a part of me that was like, well, I could just skip the workout. <laughs> and then I thought, no, I can't do that because I need to take care of my body. Um, and I want to be able to do that and move and function and until I literally cannot anymore because of my study of time. Yeah. Um, that came from my study of time that I if I don't take care of my body, then I won't have the ability to do things that I need or want or should be doing. Mm-hmm. And if I do now, then I don't have to worry about it later on. I can right. keep moving and doing what I need to do. And um, so I think it, it's such an interesting, powerful thing that it it changes some of your choices. Um, yeah. And just recognizing that in your life and having that in the back of your mind you know, just there churning, going, eh, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out <Yeah>. of the bed. <laughs> right. Well, and sometimes my biggest decisions about time are as I'm scrolling Netflix and I see that there's a um, episodic series that, and I think I don't have the time to watch 10 episodes. <laughs> and I don't want to watch one because then I want to watch two and three. And <laughs> right. et but yeah, that, that perspective, um, I think we can apply to other things, not just binging <laughs> Streaming service. Hey, I'm right there with you. I have to make good choices because I recognize that, you know, my time could easily be sucked up in things that are of little to no importance. Yeah. Um, Not that we shouldn't be able to enjoy a Netflix show every now and again. We have that ability to have entertainment in our lives. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying every moment of my life is spent, you know, studying scriptures or serving somebody. It's not. Um, But. I do think on a general basis, you'd be surprised how much time you waste. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I um, I think about my own personal circumstance, which is different from the quote unquote normal. I work nights and and my schedule has recently shifted, but um, I used to get home at about between 10 and 11 in the morning and I felt like largely I was sleeping or working. I'd go to bed wake up, get ready to go back to work. But it's not true. (laughs) I would wake up at about six o'clock, seven o'clock. And um, I'd still have a couple of hours before I needed to be into work. And what I did with that time, sometimes I would just lay in bed and (laughs) think, "Mm, I don't want to go to work today. But um, now I'm getting home a little bit earlier, which means I'm getting up a little bit earlier, which makes the, it gives the illusion that I have more time. And I don't know that I really do because I'm, I'm at work. It's a little bit less every day, but it's not significant. It's not hours and hours. So um, I think I think the way we think about our time makes a big difference too. That if we think that we have time to serve or time to study or time to develop ourselves, then we're going to find that time. And if we think we have no time, then we're going to find the busy type things, whether it's scrolling or uh, binging, and we're it's going to be a self fulfilling prophecy that we're not going to have the time. And so, um, so true. It's I'm glad I could just kind of get that off my chest. I feel like I'm in therapy right now and <laughs> process this a little. <laughs> right. so. Well, there's a great quote on here. Um, Elder D. Todd Christofferson gave um, a talk in General Conference in 2010. And uh, I'm going to quote from that. He says, 
Our life on earth is a stewardship of time and choices granted by our creator. I'm like, whoa, you know, nothing like in deep No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says the word stewardship calls to mind the Lord's law of consecration, um, which has an economic role. More than that is an application of a celestial law to live here and now. To consecrate is to set apart or dedicate something as sacred, devoted to holy purposes. True success in this life comes in consecrating our lives, that is, our time and choices to God's purposes. In so doing, we permit Him to raise us to our highest destiny. Hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, another like getting deep quick kind of moment for Him, but it was really profound to me as we've talked about this, that this, you know, goes right along with where I went with this um, word as I studied it and found that what a profound thing it is. And and like I said, it while I still struggle with time, it's not my forte, <laughs> um, I have become much better at it because of my respect for his words, for my study, for the, the things that ended up on this page mm-hmm. and everything I realized was linked to it. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Um, and I think it, as you've probably recognized as we've been talking, um, I've, uh, power is the word that comes to mind when I look for a word. I look for its power, yeah. and um, and so I think that that's just it. It's very encompassing of where I came to with the word time and how it changed my perspective just by a study, a week long study that has not left me yet. Yeah, and that was a year and a half ago. That's <laughs> that's that's cool. I love the idea. And we were talking earlier about the the layers of understanding. I think that digging into a word really helps gain access to some of those layers of understanding. Yes, very much so. I love that. On so many different levels. Yeah. Yes. The problem is... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, my, my first thought is, um, I would imagine that there are going to be people, I'm, and I'm interested as well, in just being part of that. But the, th- the thing um, that I've found as, as we've talked, and as I've, as I've looked at what you sh- have shared with me before, that um, the power in the Word comes from the, uh, the personal discovery, not, yes. not learning Christie's discovery, but gaining my own personal discovery. And so um, if you're willing to share and if people want to be part of your journey, that's fine. But also I think that um, there's, there's greater power in not just looking at this great image of fire and eyes as a flame of fire and chariots of fire, pillow of fire, Sodom and Gomorrah, and so many great things. I think the deeper insight comes from um, one of my favorite scriptures is First um, Nephi ten seventeen, where Nephi wants to see the same vision that his father saw, and he says he wants to see and hear and know the same things. And I am convinced that we each have to have that experience for ourselves. We have to see and hear and know, and um, getting Christie's insights on fire or on time, or on doubt, or on anything else, would be amazing, but we that doesn't absolve us of our own opportunity or responsibility to gain our own insights. And um, Yeah, these are more like a springboard for anyone else. It's, yeah. it's a way for anyone else to look at it, and like I said, I share these with a bunch of people I'm happy to share with yeah. whoever might be interested. I, I feel like I have to put a disclaimer out there that I don't not sponsored by uh, yes I have no no affiliations but I also um, I don't give credit to anything <laughs> I I peel things off of wherever I find them so I don't um, you know there's not like a you know I, every page would take another page of <laughs> right um, you know, reviewing back to where it came from, resources yeah. and that kind of thing. So I would say that would be my one disclaimer is that I don't do that um, because these are a personal study for me. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, it, I do think it can be like a springboard yeah. for anyone else. And like I said, there are several people who I see that in their responses to me as I share them with them and I get responses back. And I actually have added things to my page yeah. 
before that I was like, oh, I Gain love that. Insights, yeah. yeah, something that they brought back to me in their study as they expounded on what they found. So I think coming to to this in that way, but I also think uh, I'm a true believer in obedience. Mm-hmm. That if you if you are just trying to do the best that you can, and maybe that's just reading the page, right? right? That either way, you will gain something from it. And um, whether that's you saying, oh, well, the word is fire this week, I'm going to look at fire, you know, or whether that's you just reading every scripture on the page and every quote on the page and going, wow, fire's cool, you know, And, and going on about your life. I think either way, the spirit can testify to you of the things. And I mean, you've experienced that today, just sitting here talking about it, um, as you have had thoughts and impressions come to your mind. And I think that we, um, we can gain either way from it by nature, but I do, I do caution. (laughs) (laughs) And I figure anything anything, anything that's going to help me become a better person, Marcin's going to be a big fan of. So... (laughs) Well, she's pretty amazing. She's all right. It's hard to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the best way for me if people want to get on your list or if they want to contribute or if they want to um, share, what's the best way to to do that? I have no idea, honestly. I mean, I text it out to everybody right now and they can do with it what they like. Um, Some people print them. Some people, I mean, I email it to a couple people. So I'm good to go with whatever. I'm pretty tech savvy that way. All right. So if you want people to reach out to you, email. Let's um, let's go with Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, R, as in the letter R, and then <laughs> Ford, F-O-R-D, at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. And there, you're welcome to reach out and I'll put you on the list. And, um, and cool. if, and I would say I have a lot of words already. Yeah. Um, so if there are words that you're, you're already looking at or things that you're already curious about, don't hesitate to ask either. I will put it on my list of words to study, or I will send you the one I already have. Yeah. Um, That's and cool. yeah, I, I don't mind sharing it all. I think they're, the study has been fruitful. And what a blessing that is to um, start from a little seed of, of thought with Harkin yeah. <laughs> and to end up where I'm at today with words and that have powerful meanings to me in every sense and i read the scriptures and it it brings them to life and that would make things draws me in yes and so before we started recording christy was saying that that uh as she was listening to last week's episode (laughs) with annette and allison (laughs) i want to be part of that so maybe we'll have to get them involved we'll just have kind of a a roundtable discussion about certain a word certain oh oh I've done that word already. So yes, I have nice. studied that word already. I that have a whole good. page on it, but um, it's why I think it interested me so much as I was listening to the conversation, just going, wow, I could just, I feel like I had something to share in, in yeah. the thoughts. And I was like, oh, and then I thought, oh, well, I'll just tell him when I get there today <laughs> instead of sending an email. So and a question, this, I'm just, I'm curious, do you speak any other languages? I do speak Spanish. Um, it's a little rusty these okay. days because I just haven't used it. But um, has that has that influenced your understanding um, of any words? You know, honestly, I would say not my not yes and no. <laughs> um, not Spanish itself, mm-hmm. but recognizing that other languages have a variation of a word, right? that may have a different or deeper meaning. Um, You'll often see on my pages, there's little, I don't know, symbols or a word written out in another language. Mm. And it's because I looked at that language and you'd have to do the study yourself to find it. um, I don't really put it on there because I know what it means. Um, But I will take like a Hebrew or a Greek or some other version and you know of the word mm-hmm. and because it holds a little different meaning or a more enriched meaning of the word yeah um i will put that on the page and so it definitely deepens how you can perceive something yeah. um you know spanish clearly has some uh, a much larger encompassing of a word oftentimes it's uh-huh. it's much more deep and more rich in that way than what we use in English, um, the meaning of it is. And Hebrew is a lot like that. So Mm -hmm. I found it to be very um, fun 
to do that. And I'm trying to remember what it was that, oh, meekness. Um, the Hebrew symbol of meekness has, it kind of looks like a, it basically is a lamb. It's the, you know, okay. version of a lamb. And it's meant to mean gentle. And I loved that concept oh, yeah. of just the, like, the, the concept of meekness being so gentle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've thought about that because I um, know some Portuguese and some sign language and, and having different, and there, there are signs that do not translate directly to English. And there are words in Portuguese that there is no English equivalent. And the same thing with English, there's no equivalent in other languages. Yeah. And just that, that um, understanding a concept that can be wrapped up in a word in one language, but not necessarily another language, I think adds some depth to the, to the meaning as well. It definitely so. does. Yeah. And so. that, that is definitely part of my study. Oftentimes I will look at what that means in another language and how that relates, particularly if I feel impressed to do so. So Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, it's been fun chatting and learning a little bit about your process and what you've gained as insights and having some of my own insights as we've been talking. <laughs> so Christy R. Ford at gmail.com if you want to get on her list or if you want to get lists of her words. Um and if you want to be if you want to be part of the conversation at some point, uh, you can reach out to me at Ken at chocolatecakebites.com. I know that's hard to spell. B Y T E S is how I spell bites. Um, because it was funnier. <laughs> B-I-T-E-S. Um, but it's been a fun conversation. And uh, I'm not sure what we'll talk about next week, but something maybe about certainty again. Who knows? Uh, or maybe we'll talk about the natural man. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> talk about the natural man. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks for listening. That would be a fun one. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating to review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>